David, I am here with my compatriot Miles. As always, Miles, say hello. Hi, I'm Miles. Maybe you've heard of me. Or <laughs> maybe you haven't heard of me yet because this is episode one of the Wanna Bet podcast. I don't think anyone's heard of either of us yet, but uh, we're going to change that uh, throughout the NFL season. So, what is the Wanna Bet podcast and, and why are we doing this? Miles and I noticed that in the world of sports betting and handicapping, which is what this podcast is about, you tend to see a lot of people coming on and giving an opinion about the week that's ahead, making their picks, and the next week, they do the same thing. They make their picks about the coming week, and on and on and on, right? But what you really don't see is a lot of accountability and looking back. And analyzing, how did I do last week? And it's so true that you can look at someone's record when they choose to post it. And the records sometimes of their picks are, you know, close to even, sometimes under 500. You know, the good handicappers are really picking against the spread maybe 55% of the games. But no one goes back and talks about, you know, how bad they did the week or why that was awful. And I think uh, that's important to know. So Miles and I thought that there was really a hole in the marketplace that we decided to fill with this podcast. So not only are we going to every week be looking backwards at the picks we made last week, but we decided to make it fun. So we decided to turn this into a competition. So what Miles and I are going to do every week is we're going to give ourselves $1,000. We are going to make a series of bets with that $1,000, primarily on the NFL, We might throw in some other things down the road. And then in every podcast, we're going to spend some time looking backwards at the bets we made. We're going to tally up the winners and name a winner and, you know, uh, a loser as well. And then we'll spend the rest of the podcast looking forward to the next week. But David, gambling is illegal at Bushwood. Unfortunately, (laughs) that is true. So we're not really gambling real money because we're in California and in California, you can't do that. Can you? No, that's, that's the problem right now. Or one of the problems I should say is that so many States are legalizing sports betting. And in fact, there's going to be some ballot measures in California that seek to do the same thing. But I myself am not only a gaming enthusiast, but I've been an attorney in the gambling space for over 20 years and been following all the regulatory compliance and all the states that are changing their laws to make sports betting legal and all the tax money that they're you know, receiving from doing so. And you've got states like Illinois and Massachusetts, which recently did it. They're all getting so much benefit. And we, on the other hand, aren't going to be breaking the law. We're not going to be doing offshore betting or we're not going to do bookies or anything like that. So I think you and I will have our own what we'll call private contests. I mean, we'll keep track of everything, but we'll put some stuff on the line. Yeah. Uh, Good segue, because we are going to keep track of things in two ways. So we are going to keep track of the total money that we each add or reduce from our account. So we're going to get a total of $18,000 over the course of the NFL season. And we're also going to keep track of the weekly winners. So every week when we tally the wins and losses, we will name a weekly winner. And of course, we might have some rewards and punishments. 
I think for week one, and a lot of these uh, things that we're going to do in terms of rewards and punishments have to do around fun things to do in LA, food, we're both food enthusiasts. And for week one, Miles and I will be going to the iconic Pink's restaurant in Los Angeles, iconic hot dog stand, um, where the winner for the week will be getting lunch from the loser. But that's not really half of it because Pink's, if if you're familiar with the establishment, you got to wait in line for at least 30 to 45 minutes. They are known for the line. And Los Angeles for the past week has been like living on the surface of Mars. It's so hot. So the loser will be in line waiting to buy lunch for the winner. I've seen that line bend around blocks in Hollywood. It's uh, it's not pretty. Everyone wants to go to Pink's. It's, it's a good place. I like it. I'm excited about it. I haven't had it in a while in large part because I didn't want to wait in line. But I'm hoping maybe next week you'll be the one waiting in line and uh, <laughs> I'll be enjoying the, uh, the fruits of this betting podcast. Well, I will tell everybody that we have done two pod, two test podcasts during preseason just to uh, get our feet wet a little bit, and I'm 0-2. Oh, no! So if you're a betting man in terms of who's going to be paying for the lunch at Pink's, uh, I think the odds are that I will probably be doing that, but we'll see. Having said that, we're betting on preseason, and if you're going to be betting on preseason, uh, you really aren't looking at anything that is resembling what actual football season is going to be about. So I wouldn't put too much stock in your picks. Very true, very true. So let's talk a little bit about the rules that Miles and I will abide by as we go through our betting during uh, the NFL season. Number one, as I said, we will each have $1,000 added to our wallet every week. We must bet all of that $1,000. We must make a minimum of three bets. We must make three bets on the NFL. We might make more bets. We might throw in a college football bet, uh, baseball playoffs as we get into playoff season. We might throw in a basketball bet as that uh, season ramps up. But there will be at least three football NFL bets made every week. And we must make all of our bets for a minimum of $100. All of our lines we are taking off of the BetMGM app. So we'll be taking uh, lines together. There will be no uh, you know difference of opinion there. Um In the future, I will say that we will be bringing on guests as well. So if you think that you can take us on, reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, We are at the at WannaBet podcast. Throw down your bets. Watch what you're doing. Also on Twitter, you'll be able to see a little bit earlier than next week our wins and losses. We're going to have pictures from pinks. We're going to have a lot of fun content. Yeah, and we've we've already posted our actual picks on Twitter if you wanted to go to uh, at WannaBet podcast. And uh, even if we don't have you on as a guest, we would be interested in seeing what your picks are or seeing who you think between the two of us has the better week. Uh, so you go ahead, you could predict and say, I think David's going to win with his picks or why the heck would anyone pick that team or whatever you want to post. Just keep it, uh, keep it, keep it clean. Yeah, keep it clean. It's going to be a lot of fun. Keep it fair. Are you ready to get into the NFL season? Yeah, you know, we should say that it is Thursday right now of uh, of the right. week. And so because the uh, Rams-Bills game already went off before we started this podcast, we are not discussing that game and will not be including that in our in our weeks, uh, in this week's um, segment. Uh, I will say that we looked at week one spreads maybe starting a week ago, and some of them just jumped out at me, and I was so excited about it. And and, and then the closer it got to having to put my picks in, like the more I was 
oh, I don't know about that. And, and oh, that one looks scary. And I mean, there's so many home dogs this week. And traditionally, home dogs cover. And even though they might not be good teams, I, I, I am reluctant to want to lay such big figures on these traveling away teams, even though on paper they look like the better team. You, you are so right. It is such a crazy week for home under, underdogs. Baltimore, minus seven, playing in New York. New Orleans, minus five and a half, playing in Atlanta. Um, uh, Seattle is a huge underdog uh, at home against Denver. Houston is a huge underdog against Indianapolis. It is just, uh, I, I haven't really seen lines like this in a long time. Uh, seven, eight point underdogs. And if you think that, most uh, games, the home team gets three points kind of in the spread just for being the home team. The handicappers really think that there are some disparate games going on here. So it's going to be really interesting to see. I've picked a, a couple of these games. We'll see how I do. Uh, you know, it, it's a it's a crazy, crazy week. Well, and um, it's the first week, right? And so you right. never know. There should be some lines that should be exploited. There should be some lines that change between now and, and game time. Uh, new information comes out. But I'll tell you, just looking at preseason and the lines that were set then, you know, these games were coming in right at the number. The, the odds makers know what they're doing. And uh, it is hard to uh, to become a winner in the sports betting world. And this will be interesting, this little contest, to see, you know, if both of us can, can get over that 55 60% mark. Yeah. What game are you most looking forward to this, this weekend? Well, without even getting into my bets, I think some of the, the storylines are, are kind of interesting. Uh, I don't know how – if it was the schedule makers or, or, or what, but I mean uh, – well, one of the one of the bets for me that I'm gonna get into is Carolina playing the Browns, and that's Baker Mayfield revenge game, which has already had some some press this week with uh, people alleging that he made some statements and, and him denying them. But you, you got to think he is coming back here with a vengeance. This is the game that he's been thinking about for a long time. He wants it badly, and. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm allowing that to influence uh, part of the way I'm going to go. So I think that's going to be an interesting game. Yeah, what a shock. Baker Mayfield running his mouth a little bit. Totally agree with you. I think Russell Wilson going back to Seattle after so many years. Uh, I'm going to talk about that. It's one of the bets that I have. But, boy, the schedule makers are really on top of it. Also, a really interesting uh, game that I did a little digging on is Carson Wentz is going to be playing his old coach, Doug Peterson, who's now the coach of Jacksonville. So I think there's going to be a lot of head games going on there. Um, Raiders Chargers, an AFC West game. The AFC West is going to be an absolute slugfest this year. I've seen every team projected to make the playoffs. They all got better. Yeah, and I should say this. uh, Over Labor Day, I was in Las Vegas where sports betting is legal. And I did make – I bet on the same teams that I'm betting on during this podcast and, and some more. But uh, I am putting my money where my mouth is, and I did decide that all the ones that I'm going to be picking with you, I picked as well while I was in Vegas. Although I seem to smell a lot like desperation and, and sex panther, and <laughs> I don't even know what else. But and 
How do you get glitter out of the back fat uh, or the the, the folds in your neck? Can you tell me that one? I I love it. I I, I can imagine you standing in line at Pink's to buy me lunch, and you're really going to be feeling the pain if you actually put money on all of these bets. So, fair enough. Um, I'm ready to. Well, go ahead. I was going to say really quickly. Do you want to make a Super Bowl prediction? Then we'll get into our bets. Oh. Well, we can. Um, I haven't seen enough to really feel solid about it, and I'd love to say, can we make this subject to change throughout the the, the first couple of weeks? I'll say this. Uh, I'm excited about the Bills and the AFC. I think that would be, would be my pick for, for the AFC side. For the NFC side, I'm, I'd like to pick more of a dark horse, and I'm a little bit interested in uh, the Eagles. I'm a little bit interested in the Saints. But I haven't seen enough of them to, to actually say this is where I want to go. So let me consider those two on the NFC side of things. I don't particularly like anyone coming out of the NFC North. And, um, yeah, in the West, I, I, I don't want I don't want to pick anyone out of the West either. So that's that's where I'm thinking. What about you? I am totally with you on Buffalo. I think that uh, they have – improved their defense which was probably their only weakness by adding Von Miller they are a solid offense they looked great in preseason I might have glimpsed at the score for tonight they're looking pretty good I think they're a solid solid bet and I do think that the AFCT AFC West teams are just going to slug each other all season and I think that's going to be detrimental to them going into the playoffs in terms of the NFC I would have I actually could see the Rams repeating. I think that they're very, very, very solid. McVay has a way of adjusting and making some magic. I think they got to get their receiver core in in gear. Uh, I think it's going to be tough competition. I will give you a dark horse of the 49ers. I think Trey Lance steps up. Their defense is top-notch. They could be there at the end as well. Well, I I would rather hear about the dark horses and hear that the Super Bowl matchup is going to be a repeat of tonight's game. That's for sure. <laughs> but but uh, and you know, living in Los Angeles, we get so much information about the Rams and so much information about the Chargers um, that I don't want to seem like uh, we're he- we're skewed or we're we're homers. I certainly am not a homer when it comes to LA teams. I grew up in and I was born in Chicago, but I grew up here in LA and. You know, I have abandonment issues because my teams left us. You know, the Rams took off. The Raiders took off. I mean, we were without teams for so long. So I don't have any allegiance to uh, the Rams at this point. Not, well, I, not not, until the bandwagon, anyway. And, and I'll admit I'm a total homer. I grew up in San Diego, so uh, my team abandoned my city right into my uh, backyard. You stay classy, San Diego. So I'm uh, I'm... Crossing my fingers and hoping for good good things for my Chargers. Although I have no idea how they're going to play because we didn't see any of, the, any of their starters play during preseason. So Sunday is going to be a real mystery because the Raiders didn't play any of their starters. Either. Well, I figure you for the year are going to be picking the Chargers left and right. And that's that gives me an advantage because <laughs> I have no allegiance to anyone but, uh, but winning this thing. So I, I think by law, you have to say long-suffering Charger fan. That, that is how you must refer to them. And I think you're probably right. Let's get into it, man. Let's make some picks. We're both making four picks this uh, this uh, first podcast. So why don't All you right. start well, us off? Well, I'm going with my my biggest bet of this one is going to be a, a $460 bet to win $400 on the Ravens minus seven over the Jets. 
Now, usually, you know, the line is at minus 110 and you have to bet 110 to win 100. This line at BetMGM is at minus 115, meaning they don't want you to bet the Ravens at at minus seven because, uh, you know, they're giving you less odds for that matter. So I had to go all the way to 460. I'm still doing it because I feel like uh, the, the Ravens, like if you look at survivor pools, if you look at the team that's supposed to win this week, it's, it's supposed to be the Ravens. And yeah, seven is a lot of points to give. This is one of those home dog situations where I don't love it, but I'm actually going to swallow the points and, and give them here. Um, I think Rashad Bateman coming out of Minnesota, where my mom went to college, go Gophers, you know. Uh, I think he's ready to have a good year. I think, uh, you know, Jackson very well could be the MVP. He seems to be a preseason favorite. The Jets, I mean, they're going with Joe Flacco. I I don't know if this is so much a revenge game against the Ravens, but they certainly know what he's capable of. He's a good backup, but I don't necessarily think uh, he's going to be putting up huge numbers. I mean, look, the Jets, they were 3-0 and in preseason, okay? But so were the Bears and so were the Texans. And I think those three teams could be the three worst teams in the NFL. So I just don't have a lot of faith in the Jets. Uh, I don't think they're particularly good at the skill positions. And I actually watched a couple of those preseason wins. It, they were not pretty. So I'm doing Baltimore as my big pick. That was on my list early on, and I'm staying with it. And, yeah, that's where I'm going. This is a good bet. I like this bet. I totally agree with you. The Jets are a mess. They lost Mekhi Becton for the year, one of their offensive linemen. Who knows exactly what Zach Wilson's story is. Flacco is coming back to play his old team, but I think uh, he was not great during preseason. And if you remember, the Ravens with Lamar Jackson were one of the best teams last year before he got hurt. They really got derailed when he was injured, but they are solid on both sides of the ball. I agree with you. I actually think this is a great bet. I think they cover as well. By the way, I should interject quickly that we are going to be making primarily three types of bets on this show. So Miles has just given you a spread bet, pretty common. Uh, He's betting against the spread. The other two types of bets we're going to be making are over-under bets. So handicappers will pick uh, a number for the total for the game, and we have to decide if we're going to go over or under that based on how the teams perform. And the third type is a money line bet. And that's where you can just pick straight up who you think Uh, is going to win the game. But of course, in the world of underdogs and favorites, if you pick a favorite, you make your bet and you get far less than your bet back if you win that bet. And if you pick an underdog on the money line and they win, you get far more than your bet. So we're going to hear all three of those types of bets. And that's going to be interesting as the season progresses in our own competition. Like if I'm behind you by several hundred dollars, I might be picking money line bets for underdogs in order to get that plus money. So we'll see if it affects, you know, our betting strategies. I'll say that traditionally, uh, I'm much more of a money line bet on a favorite where I think that the, the favorite's going to win. I'm just concerned about the points because the favorite doesn't care how much they win by. You know, it's only the better that cares how much they win by. And so even in preseason when I thought, oh, this team's going to win and cover by two and then they win by one, you know, I lose the bet. So there a money line could save you. And uh, I actually, one of my bets will be a money line this week. But what are you doing yeah. for your first bet? Yeah, uh, no, good point on on how the money line will sort of come into play later on. 
Uh, my big bet, we've talked about it a little bit, is I think that Russell Wilson returns to Seattle and he rolls over Denver. Now, this game is at six and a half points. I am going to take Denver in those six and a half points. Uh, you know, in the world of did teams get better or teams regress, of course, preseason, hope springs eternal, everybody's excited. You know, I did look at a lot of teams and you wonder, you know, did Jameis Winston really step up with the Saints? You know, Marcus Mariota looks, Mariota looked pretty decent, you know, for Atlanta. Um, a lot of teams might be better than we think. Seattle is not one of them. Seattle, when you have a mediocre quarterback battle between Geno Smith and Drew Locke, and I wouldn't even say Geno Smith won that battle. Drew Locke basically handed it to him with three interceptions in the last game. I think that they are um, inept on offense. If you look last year, one of the worst rushing defenses in the league. I don't think they got particularly better. Now, as you have already pointed out, giving – uh, six and a half points to a home team is a lot, but I think Russell Wilson goes in there motivated. I think Denver is just a better team on both sides of the ball. They cover that. I am betting 440 to win 400 because that's a typical 110 uh, vig there. So I'm betting 440 to win 400. Denver yeah. covers over Seattle. Yeah, you know, you uh, – you didn't call it a revenge game, and that's good because I don't think there's any revenge to be had from Russell Wilson. He just got paid a buttload of money. He just bought, like, the biggest house in Colorado. Yeah, I saw that. He, he won a, a Super Bowl with Seattle, so there's really no revenge here. I, I think, you know, here's a guy who just wants to play well for his new team. Although I think you said roll over Denver, but I think you meant he at Denver is going to roll over Seattle. I'm not sure about that, but you're right. So he, as a Denver Bronco, is going to roll over his former team, the Seattle Seahawks. They cover that bet easily. That's my big bet. What's your yeah. second bet? Well, you know, before we get into my second bet, you know, we should probably tell our listeners or, or listener or my, mo- <laughs> my, my mother at this point uh, who we are and why people should be listening to us. I mean, I don't think they necessarily understand uh, what we're bringing to the table here. Why don't you... Uh, you know, introduce yourself a little more and where you're from and what you're all about. Yeah, I, you're absolutely right. So Miles and I are former co-workers, compatriots, friends, sports bettors, and I would call us slightly more um, engaged and maybe educated than a complete amateur. We both have sort of experience uh, in the world of sports. I come from more of a programming background. I worked on shows like Pros versus Joes, High Stakes Poker. Recently, uh, I worked on a sports betting show. At the time, it was called Lock It In. It is now called Fox Bet Live. So really sort of getting into that intersection of entertainment and betting and sports programming. Um, and, uh, you know, really pay a lot of attention to fantasy and DraftKings and all that typical stuff. So I'm an average guy, uh, with maybe a little bit more, uh, engagement and, uh, knowledge, uh, than a complete, a complete Joe out there. What about yourself, Miles? Well, I've been in the gaming space probably for the last 20 years, uh, as an attorney, actually, I, I was an attorney for one of the leading gaming companies in Nevada, which is pronounced Nevada, not Nevada. Uh, people in Nevada hate when they pronounce it wrong. It's like, don't go to San Francisco and say Frisco either, by the way. But uh, I was an attorney and living in Nevada and being able to, you know, deal with all the weekly sports betting and gaming and, and I studied compliance and things like that. Um, 
I then moved to California where I got to work with you. And uh, one of the the companies was a games division that did mostly social gaming and skill-based gaming. And so I've been around betting and gaming and compliance, you know, for most of my legal career and uh, have some decent experience doing that. By the way, is that a big problem of people saying the word Nevada incorrectly? I had no idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you're going to watch now that Las Vegas has a home team. Some sportscaster is going to say, Nevada, and, 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 and just the, the locals can't stand it. So, Well, I will never, ever mispronounce it again if I had in the first place. Okay. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point out when you do. So <laughs> with that, I'll go into my second <laughs> game, which happens to your be, second bet. <laughs> well, it is the Raiders. I am what? taking the Raiders. What? <laughs> yes. Plus three and a half uh, over the Chargers. Mm. And this, this was a tough one for me. I, it looked good about 10 days ago. It looked good about a week ago. I'm going to give you all the reasons why I am. But the more and more I started reading about it, the more the less confident I got because so many people are picking the Chargers mm. to do well this season. And that the truth is, these are two playoff contending teams, no doubt. And in week one, when two teams like that go up against each other, I don't know why I wouldn't have just faded this game and, and, and taken something else that I thought was easier. But here's my rationale. And it's not just from living in L.A. because, like I said, I'm not a homer and I'm not taking – the, uh, the LA Chargers. But we're going to SoFi Stadium, and the Chargers just don't fill up that stadium. It's not a home field advantage for them. In fact, most of the time, the visiting team stacks the seats with more fans. And in this case, when the Raiders were actually in Los Angeles from 1982 to 1994, this city acquired a ton of Raiders fans, and they are going to come out in force. I think you're going to have you know, your own black hole, uh, you know, at the stadium. And I just don't think it's going to be a home field advantage for the Chargers. Now, having said that, the spread is three and a half. And that half is making all the difference in me making my decision here. Mm -hmm. I like the little hook there. I think this game could be a field goal either way. And I like, I like getting the points in this situation. You know, in an effort to try to avoid some of these home dogs, this is a chance where I can actually take some points. I feel decent about it. I've watched a lot of Chargers games, and they have a tendency to just not be the team to step on one's throat. So they they, they make games closer than they need to be. And they often, you know, blow, blow leads or they get an unfortunate turnover. You're going to know this more than anyone because you live and die by them. <laughs> so... I bet 220 to win 200 on the Raiders. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm going to tell you why I think you're wrong, and I'm going to tell you why I think you're right. In terms of why I think you're wrong, I don't think the home field really matters, matters that it's not a home field. I think the Chargers are used to it. And by the way, if you look at SoFi in general, when the Rams play, it's not necessarily all that big a home field for them. You see a Rams 49ers game, there's a ton of 49ers fans. There's a ton of Bills fans at the game tonight. I think the Chargers are used to that. I will say that the Chargers historically do not come out of the gate strong. We all know that. Of course, that was a different coach. Uh, This is year two of Brandon Staley. My big thing with this game is you have two teams who literally did not play any of their starters all preseason. I have no idea what to predict. Supposedly, the Chargers' run defense is better with Sebastian Joseph Day, with Khalil Mack. They have J.C. Jackson, but he's hurt. Who knows? Now, 
when you have your best corner hurt and the other team just picked up Devontae Adams, that could be a massive impact on the game. Uh, obviously, the Raiders have a lot of great pieces, but I don't know what to think of these two teams. So I'm going to need to see them play a little bit. No, it's a it's a fair point. Um, I mean, I'm excited about Devontae Adams. I'm excited about Waller. I'm excited about Renfro. It seems like the weapons are there for the Raiders. Um, you know, maybe the reason no one goes to these games is because it's like $115 to park your car. Could that be it? It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Not only that, but if you park off site, you have to pay one fee to park your car and then a separate fee to take a shuttle to SoFi. Like they just get you coming and going. Well, well, I haven't been to the new stadium. I hear it's nice. Uh, I suppose though, uh, I'll probably end up going at some point this year. Maybe that'll be uh, one of our bets throughout the year is, is tickets to a game. Absolutely. If you got four or $5 billion to throw around, SoFi uh, is a nice uh, result of that. It is a beautiful stadium. All right. I'm going to jump in here with my second bet, and I'm going to make an over-under bet. So my over-under is the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The over-under is 50 and a half. I'm going to take the over. Now, a couple of things. Miles, do you happen to know who the number one scoring team was last year? I'm going to guess it's Tampa Bay, but I don't know that. It was actually the Dallas Cowboys. Really? And do you know? It was indeed. Do you know who the number two scoring team was last year? Is this where I say, I'm going to say Tampa Bay? You would be correct if you said Tampa oh, Bay. very good. These are the top two scoring teams for last year now i will say this when my 18 year old son who follows football pretty closely looked at my bets he looked at this bet and he said you're not going to win that bet now his reasoning is two top scoring teams they're also two teams that were in the top 10 in defense so you have to just decide which half of these teams is going to come out and play i'm looking at it as offense If you took, these are the only two teams from last year that averaged over 30 points a game. So those two averages put you at over 60 points. That's more than 10 points higher than the over under. So they don't even have to be at average to hit that number. I don't think either team got incredibly better on defense, but they were good to start with. Now, one argument you can make against my bet is that both of them have offensive line issues. The Buccaneers lost Ryan Jensen, their center. The Cowboys lost uh, their left tackle, Tyron Smith. Very, very key members of the offensive line. But I just think you've got two pro quarterbacks who don't need a lot of time to get settled. They've got a lot of pieces around both of them uh, in terms of weapons, wide receivers, running backs. I think that offense is going to dominate the day. I think they're going to hit that number. And I'm confident in the bet. I bet 330 to win 300 uh, for the over-under to be over 50 and a half. So I think Tom Brady has about 45 years of life experience. Can we give him any credit for that? Do we get an over-under on that? (laughs) (laughs) Look, this might be one of those where if it looks too good, it probably is. And I feel like your analysis on all the points they score, this probably just jumped out at you. Um. Look, you could be right on this one. I was not. I was. I, I was not ready to declare how I wanted how I felt on that one. So I'll. I'll be watching with you, but I don't have a good feel one way or the other. That's for sure. <laughs> that's the Sunday night game where we'll all be watching together on on Amazon Prime. Right? Is that how do we find that game? Yeah, that's you know, crazy. 
Or is it on NBC? I don't know. Maybe it's on NBC still. Something's going to prime. Well, all I know What's is... What's your third bet? I, uh, I, I re-upped my NFL Red Zone for uh, for this season, so that's that's my favorite ah, channel come Sunday. There you go. You can write that up. That's a tax write-off, by the way. Oh, perfect. I think it's six bucks a month, so uh, I'll, uh, I'll write that down along with all my other sports betting losses. Um, I went with... This was the revenge game. I went with Carolina over the Browns. Um, this is one where I locked it in at my Carolina minus one and a half. When I first saw it, it was Carolina minus two and a half. So I, I'm giving up less points, but that means everyone's betting the Browns. Uh, today, when I looked at the line, it's a pick em, which means oh, wow. everyone is betting the Browns, no. which, okay. again, uh, I mean, if it's the public betting the Browns, then I feel a little bit better. If it's the sharp money betting the Browns, um, I don't know that I made the right decision here. Um, This was a combination of, you know, Jacoby Brissett is starting for the Browns. I didn't like Jacoby Brissett, you know, as a quarterback anywhere. Um, This is a combination of McCaffrey is, you know, healthy and Mayfield is angry and they acquired uh, a not so well not so well-known receiver in LaVisca Chenault, who I loved when he mm-hmm. played in Colorado. He's just a big receiver that hauls in everything and really didn't do much when he played for the Jags, but I'm hoping he gets a, a new new lease on life with Carolina. Uh, again, you know, not not wanting to go with home dogs and, and, and thinking that, you know, they'd be good to stay away from some of those big numbers. I went with Carolina. It was a first instinct, and I felt good about it. And as the week has progressed, uh, you know, I'm less confident, but I'm sticking with my gut. Maybe it's a superstition thing, and uh, and that's that's where I'm going. Two twenty to win two hundred. And I am completely with you that Jacoby Brissett does not scare me. He is proven to be a backup quarterback at best. I will say that he has some good pieces around him. Amari Cooper's now on the Browns, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Nick Chubb, David Njoku. So arguably he might have the better pieces in the chess game, but playing on the road against Baker Mayfield, who's going to be incredibly motivated I'm surprised that the line has moved that far, to be honest with you. I think that's a pretty solid bet. Yeah, I, I'm afraid of Nick Chubb running circles along, uh, around uh, Carolina, but if they can contain him, uh, I, I'm just hoping that Jacoby Brissett can't deliver. What is uh, bet number three for you? Bet number three. I have Jacksonville over Washington uh, two and a half. I think that Jacksonville is going to cover that two and a half on the road in Washington. So a couple things here. I do think that Jacksonville is a team on the rise. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to step up. I don't know that it will be as big of a step up as a Justin Herbert, but this is a team that I believe has gotten better. And as we talked a little bit before, his head coach is, is Doug Peterson, who was Carson Wentz's head coach in Philadelphia. So my main thought on this game is that Carson Wentz is becoming a bit of a head case. He is on his third team in three years. He has a lot of talent. He didn't have a terrible year last year, but hasn't really settled in to find a home. And I think that Doug Peterson can get in his head. He knows his strengths and weaknesses. 
I don't love the pieces around Carson Wentz. I don't think that they're great. They've got a couple, you know, good players here and there. But I think maybe it's a little bit of a surprise, but I think Jacksonville goes in. Don't know if they win it outright, but I think they cover the spread. Um, Little bet on this one. I bet... 115 to win 104. So we have to bet $1,000. So my last two bets were 115, a little bit over the 110. Well, I'll tell you that I like this Travis Etienne at running back. I drafted him in one of my fantasy leagues. Uh, so I actually feel he's going to be one of those young rookies that are going to make an impact immediately. Yeah. Um, I do think I agree that Trevor Lawrence is, is bound to get better. Um not that he was horrible last year, but I think he's working with 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 better uh, skill players now, and and another year under his belt, I think is is only going to improve him. So, um, and I I don't know that I can ever bet on the Washington Commandos because I I can't stand <laughs> the name Washington Commandos. I thought almost like Washington Football Team better than Washington Commandos. So. It does it does not roll off the tongue. It's hard to say, you know, between the Guardians and the Commanders, you know, our sports world has been thrown. Oh, the, up, the Commanders? The, I thought, oh, that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your Commando, they're the Commanders. I mean, what under his eye? What's going on here? With <laughs> um, all right. Well, my last bet was um, I'm going to call this my weenus bet, and it's my weenus bet. <laughs> Who are you calling a weenus? <laughs> It's a small bet, but it's a money line bet, and it's kind Wait, of a- you have a small weenus. Wait, no, I'm getting lost. Here. Hey, now, <laughs> um, let's just say that I had a hundred dollars left after I did my four sixty, two twenty, and two twenty, and really liked the Eagles to beat the Lions. But the, the thing is about the the Eagles, they can win by three touchdowns. They can win by one point. Uh, I just don't know. Which of them is going to show up? I do think that they win the game outright. I did call up Philadelphia Eagles superfan D-Axel and got her blessing to make sure that the <laughs> Eagles were, you know, coming to this game uh, prepared, and she loves it. So it's a weenus bet because I have to bet 100 to only win 50 because the money line's at minus 200. And so you're really risking a lot of money for not a lot of reward, but it's a hedge that, you know, Detroit doesn't kick a last-minute field goal to, you know, bring it within the number or that, or that you know, uh, that the Eagles don't kick a last-minute field goal to win by two. Um, so, yeah, I just – I, I want to give the four, but because it was $100 was left, I thought, all right, I can do 100 on the money line. So that's where I'm at. Go and Eagles. That's a hundred a hundred to win fifty, right? Right. Whereas if it was just a minus one ten and I was giving the points, it'd be a hundred to win like ninety, ninety dollars or ninety right. and change. So now I will I will point out that this is also a home underdog, so not as big as some of the other ones, but they are playing in Detroit. And now you didn't get on the Hard Knocks bandwagon. You didn't fall in love with the Detroit Lions watching them for five or six weeks? I I, I did not, uh, although I didn't really watch Hard Knocks this season. Um, but Detroit is just traditionally so bad at opening games mm-hmm. as well. They're just – they never start strong. Uh, unless they're playing on Thanksgiving, I'm not particularly interested in watching them. And I know I have a lot of friends that grew up in the greater Detroit area that live and die by the Lions, and they've been 
basically upset for the majority of their lives. So I feel like the Lions have made the playoffs once since uh, maybe the NFL was in existence. I don't know. It's it's they're a bad team. Maybe they'll be better this year, but 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 I'm hoping that uh, that Philadelphia just comes out and crushes their dreams. Yeah, I, I do hope Miles Sanders uh, is healthy. I have him on my fantasy team. He's been battling a hamstring. They just cleared him. They said he looks good. I literally wavered between him and Dawson Knox to start up my flex. So hopefully I made the right call there. All right, so those are your fourth four bets. My last bet uh, is also a big home dog. I am taking the road team to cover, and that is the 49ers minus seven over the Bears. Uh, I will say that this line has also moved a little bit. I locked it in yesterday, and I believe it's moved slightly to six and a half now, uh, meaning some money is coming in on the Bears. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't care. I think forty. <laughs> I think the 49ers cover no matter what. And it's an interesting case of two young, mobile, up-and-coming quarterbacks. You've got Justin Fields for the Bears. You've got Trey Lance for the 49ers. But what's different is all the pieces around them. Justin Fields is playing in front of a porous offensive line. I think he's going to be running for his life all day against the Nick Boses of the world. I think, as we've talked about before, the 49ers have an elite defense. Uh, Chicago just doesn't have the horses. Trey Lance, I believe, is further along than Justin Fields. He's more accurate. He makes better decisions. I think they cover... I only had $115 left, so this was also 115 to win 104. But I feel I'm taking two huge home dogs this week, or actually road teams to cover over the home dogs. But um, you know, we're going to go out on a line there. I, I think that uh, this is a solid bet for me. Yeah, there were so many home dogs, and we'll have to see how the numbers play out. I, I was nervous on this one, uh, and with the line movement, that that's a weird one too. I mean, I don't think Chicago is very good. Um, and in fact, when it came down to when the teams had to cut their rosters down, you know, everyone made their cuts, and then Chicago picked up like five guys cut from other teams. I mean, mm-hmm. they actually improved by other by other teams cutting guys. That that made the Chicago Bears better. I don't. They're a building year. This is not their year. I mean, maybe Fields gets better, but they're not going to be good. And don't let the three and zero in preseason fool you. They're not going to be good. By the way, but, I saw I saw some crazy number that like twelve New York Jets who got cut got picked up by other teams. Some crazy number, of like really, like all the the Jets are letting all this prime talent go. Who knows? I, I did not know that actually, and uh, that hopefully it doesn't affect my Baltimore versus Jets bet. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that and you're not trying to curse my bet and give me the bad mojo. Of course I am. <laughs> Those are our eight bets. So why don't we recap our bets quickly and then we can sign off and uh, you know look forward to next week. So go ahead and, and just recap. Yeah, and quickly. these bets are posted at the our Twitter account, which is at Podcast. And my bets, my four bets this week are Baltimore, uh, over the Jets, and that's 460 to win 400. I've got Carolina over the Browns. I've got uh, the Raiders getting points against the Chargers, and I took oh. I took the uh, the Eagles on the money line as my what I'm calling a weenus bet. <laughs> Those are Miles's bets. So here are my bets. I've got uh, 
Denver uh, over Seattle on the road with Russell Wilson, minus six and a half, 440 to win 400. I'm taking the over in the Dallas-Tampa Bay game. The over is 50 and a half. I think these two top offenses will go over that. That's 330 to win 300. I think Jacksonville wins on the road uh, as a little bit of an underdog, but they're getting two and a half points in Washington, betting 115 to get 104. And I think San Francisco rolls over the Bears in Chicago. I have them at minus seven. That line's moved a little bit. 115 to win 104. So those are our bets. And as a reminder, what's going to happen when you come back next week, and we know you will, we're going to spend the first half of the podcast going over these eight bets. We are going to crow over our victories and cry over our bad beats, and we're going to crown a winner. That's really what I meant to say. We're going to crown a winner uh, in terms of who has done the best with their $1,000. There will be indigestion from Pinks. Let's just be honest. Yes. So if you really want to follow us, as I know you will, we will be posting uh, our winner as soon as possible, and we'll be heading to Pinks next week. Uh, But then just to finish that statement, we're going to start the next week's podcast recapping these bets. Then we're going to add $1,000 to our banks, look ahead to week two. We'll make our bets for week two, and we're going to keep doing this all throughout the NFL season. There you go. Well, I'm excited. I, I, I am so happy that uh, football is finally here. And uh, just thinking about tonight's game and whatever's going on and, and, and just the fantasy implications and the betting implications and the fact that I have this money that's pending in Las Vegas right now waiting to, to either be won or lost. It's, it's all I am exciting. too. I think it's been a great season, great storylines, great teams, a lot of great football coming your way and a lot of fun. So that is the One of Bet podcast for week one. I'm David. I'm here with Miles. We're going to be here all year. Say goodbye, Miles. Love your body, Larry. Electric acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid. Electric acid.